he talked about how one of the most important things early on in their marriage was they stopped seeing their families for holidays. Really? And they're like, he goes, it's not a vacation if we see them. It's not. It's not long term. That's very interesting. And I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I 100%. Bold stance to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, somebody, Melissa shared that um, with me recently. She, I don't remember who the quote was. She said, like, we, we, you owe more to your kids uh, than you do your ancestors. Mm. You need, you need to pour into them. Yeah. That's who you, what's, you know, like, it's great. Thank you for what you did. You poured into me, but I don't, I don't have to do, if it's not like life giving for the marriage and the kids, then cut that off. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not what you, it's not going to be, it's only going to hurt you long-term, you know? Now there are exceptions where like, I think what it is, is what they told us. And we do this a lot is like, we invite the family into the things we are doing. Right. We will not go do their things. Yeah. If they're like, hey, we're all going to this place. You're like, is do we want to do that? Yes or no? And, and and if it works out, great. And if not, you're like, well, you guys can come. Right. Like my dad lives with us. Oh, like, he does? I yeah. didn't know that. And, and that was our compromise there. Like, hey, we're not trying to like be awful to you. We still, I still love yeah. you. I was raised by a single dad. I'm still grateful for everything that you did for me here. But you, I'm not going to you have to come to us and right. kind of meet our needs and, or at least not meet, meet our needs, but at least mesh with us. What's up everybody. Welcome back to shooters. Got to shoot. I am your host, Erica Spera. And this week, we got a special guest uh, all the way from L.A. who was in town. We have Dustin Nickerson, who, if you've ever seen me perform with Taylor or if you've just seen Taylor perform on tour, uh, Dustin is there pretty much all the time. He is her opener. He's so, so funny. Uh, He's also a very great comic himself and is now headlining all over. So definitely check out his website, DustinNickerson.com. His Instagram, follow him. Make sure you see him if he's in town. I just opened for him at a show tonight at Union Hall, and he killed it. He killed it. He headlined. He was great. Uh, I would highly recommend anybody go see him if he's in your town. So, so funny. And also, a good dude. Uh, We (laughs) talk about a variety of topics. Uh, He was married very young, as you can tell by the title of this episode. He's got three kids. uh, Very insightful guy. Very honest guy. Um... He's a bit similar to my friend Paul Schistler that we had on. Uh, we talked about like waiting until marriage and things like that. But I mean, overall, I just had a lot of fun talking to Dustin. You definitely should check him out on tour and definitely go see Taylor. He's opening for her most of the time. So go see him. Go see Taylor. Uh, they're two buddies of mine. And I had a lot of fun talking to him. Real quick before we get to our episode, we are sponsored by SunsetLakeCBD.com. This CBD stuff has been saving my life lately. I've been trying to go to bed earlier. I've been trying to wake up earlier so I could fit in some workouts before work. And honestly, a lot of times I'm wired when I get home from shows or just, you know how like you'll be real tired at like 8 p.m., but that's too early to go to bed? Well, for me, it's like 8 p.m. I'm tired. I go to a show where I'm like, oh, let me like watch a show. And then suddenly I'm wired again, right? Well, I've been taking the CBD products to help me just relax and go to bed earlier, honestly. So they have some stuff that has melatonin in it. They have the drops. They have gummies with melatonin now. And if you use our promo code SGS20, you'll get 20% off your purchase over there. And they're also always running other sales. So definitely check them out. SunsetLakeCBD.com. 
I highly, highly recommend any of the products that have melatonin in them. But in general, if you have anxiety, uh, if you're just trying to go to bed earlier, whatever it is that you want to feel a little bit more calm, cool and collected, go to sunsetlakecbd.com. It comes straight from the farm. They have the lowest prices already. And our promo code SGS20 will get you 20% off on top of all that. Uh, something else you guys can do is join the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. I'll have a preview at the end of this episode that you guys can tune into, get a little taste. Uh, we are almost at 300 members, which will be doing an exclusive show just for the Patreon gang only. So make sure you join so you don't miss that because that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot just five bucks a month. You can help support the show. Um, we also have a $3 a month tier, which you don't get the extra episodes. But if you join that, you will get access to the live show. So without further ado, uh, we got to get to our guest. Hit it, Fonzie. My guest. Oh, sorry. My guest uh, this week. (laughs) 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 All right, you might have seen him on The Late Show with James Corden or his YouTube stand-up special, Overwhelmed. How to be married to Melissa is his latest book. Everybody put your hands together for Dustin Nickerson. That's me clapping for myself. I did. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. So I'm, excited. I'm happy to be indoors in New York right now. Not bad. I know. Just, How's you, your first real, I feel like real stand-up trip to New York that was like n- New York spots? Well, yeah, I've done spots and stuff like the, uh, but this is the first time I've done a headlining show in town, and uh, it's the first time I've done an extended stay where it is unbearably gross outside. <laughs> where yeah, you're relieved when some mystery AC juice hits you from above. It's And oh, you're yeah. like, oh, gosh, normally when a mystery substance hits me, I don't feel good about it. Uh-huh. But right now, it's just a little a little glimpse of yeah. a little a little heaven. So yeah, New York angel kisses. That's what we call <laughs> you're like, I don't I hope it was AC. If not, I have a new strand of something. I don't know what it is, but totally worth it. Yeah, but I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to be uh, here. You were Thank in you. town and able to do the show. Appreciate uh-huh. you coming here. Uh, so I know a lot about your background. Mm-hmm. I know our listeners don't, but uh-huh. you will be surprised maybe to hear you are not the first man to be on the show who waited until marriage. Really? Yeah. Who we, was? Who are the others? Name wh- them by only, name. Only one other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just not the first. You're, and it would be second. funny and if you're like, it wasn't by choice, actually. <laughs> he That was not a moral choice. That was just what was given to him. Yeah. No, it was uh, my good buddy, Paul Schistler. Paul, yeah. He's one of my first friends in comedy. Paul and I are, are uh, we had a fateful meeting at the Hartford Funny Bone four or five years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, at a, a very ticketed room. And it was. Uh, have you done the Hartford Front of I have. I'm off rails here. It's. Uh, it was. <laughs> it is. A lot of rooms are near malls. It's in a mall. Yep. It's in the mall. So I do know Paul. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, fellow, but, uh, fellow loser. But you are married to your also your high school sweetheart, mm-hmm. which I think that is the first first of the pop. Yeah, take that, Paul. <laughs> Suck on that. After marriage. He wishes. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me. I was his roommate. He wished. <laughs> yeah. You suck on that after the 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 ceremony. After, <laughs> after it's okay. After it has God's blessing. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
essentially, how did you meet your wife? What what class was it? Uh, we didn't go to the same high school. Oh, you did. We met at church youth group, baby. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. which is why I'm so cool. Uh, it's all of that energy there. Uh, no, we. Uh, I dated a, a an older girl from a different high school. So I mean, that was actually really? as far as credentials go in your high school. That's a pretty good one, you yeah. know, because we were. We were and we weren't like youth group kids. Like we were youth group kids and that we went to church and we were involved, but we weren't like the poster children for that. We were mm-hmm. still pretty involved in what I would call normal life. <laughs> <laughs> like not every weekend was you only hanging out with church people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would like um we would go to some of the events, but not all of the events, okay. you know, it was a part of our life there, it, but it wasn't all of it. So, um, but yeah, she, we met, uh, on like, a um, yeah, it was like a high school. It was in the back of a church youth group van. We, okay. we also found love in a hopeless place. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I don't, it was a, a sign of things to come, I guess. But yeah, we met there and I was like, Oh, you're one of like the, you're a normal girl around here. This is nice. And oh, okay. uh, she, uh, you know, so you were, you were the cool kids of the church groups. Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, there's no such thing. Right. <laughs> there's let's. But maybe by their standards. Yes. Yeah. You were the ones that you were like, we'll actually say this event is lame. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they were like, um, they, you know, they have a life outside of here, which I guess kind of makes them cooler. Mm-hmm. So that's where we met our, our, um, what our our high school youth group would go, we would do these like service trips. They weren't exactly mission trips because what we would do is go to like these lower income communities and um and like rural communities, and we would like buy groceries and like um like do yard work and like okay. uh, like adult like guys would like like help repair their roof and stuff. And so they would do that, but they also had this like children's program. Um, that my wife would like work. They would like, it would be like a Bible lesson or whatever. And I remember like we had the, like the high school guys, it was our job to like chop wood. We literally chopped wood for most of the the week. And I would like, and I remember one time looking over and like seeing Melissa dancing with the kids. And I was like, Oh, I like that one. Oh yeah. Cause she likes herself and she doesn't care what other people think about her. So yeah, which I mean, you need if you're married to a comic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's very, very true. And a comic that writes a book about you, no less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. I don't be married to her. Yeah. Uh, so I am curious, uh, you met, you were married, what, two years later, essentially? Two and a half, three years later. Yeah. Something like that. And were your parents like, yeah. Not my face? parents. Cause I wasn't raised religious. I mean, oh. they, I, I was barely raised, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was raised period. Um, no, I, my, I, I think it wasn't you know, within religious circles, it's not super uncommon to yeah. get married. But my family was like, I think that they were not surprised by it because I was like, when I was 16, sophomore year, I was kind of like, I I didn't, I essentially dropped out of high school and mm. uh, like went and started attending classes at the community college and got a job. So I like oh. graduated from high school with an AA. I was like, I was always kind of in a hurry to grow up. So in their mind, it was like, yeah, I mean, I guess 19 is when you get married if you're Dustin because yeah. he's has the heart of a 44 year old man. <laughs> I hit midlife crisis at 21, yeah. <laughs> just ahead of the curve in that sense. But both of you being married young. How old are your kids now? You have three Our, kids. Th- we, you know, my son is 15, and uh, we have talked about that, that you we're like, I mean, he will 
if he's me, he would meet his future wife next summer. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> which that's is, crazy. Which is bonkers. Yeah, you know. So he's 15. He's going to a sophomore year in high school, and then my daughter is 12. My middle child Gloria is 12, and then our youngest is eight. Okay. So. But would you freak out if he was like, met the one? You know, it's kind of it, you, you can't because you can't be hypocritical of your own life, right? Yeah. It's kind of like when he says. He'd, if like any of my kids are like, I want to, I don't want to do a conventional nine to five. I can't be like, you have to, <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to college and get a j- internship and go out and like, they're like, none yeah. of that works out for you. We're, mm-hmm. you know, you're paying our bills on your dumb jokes. <laughs> like maybe they can find an entrepreneurial, different, innovative idea. Yeah. So. Or you'd be like, you start that YouTube channel now. That's I, what I would say. You know what? We've actually done the opposite <laughs> that we've gone like, listen, you can pursue all of these things, but I, you can't do it while I'm providing for you. Mm, you we've said fair. like, you can pursue your internet dreams, but not until you're paying your own rent. I don't, okay. I'm not going to subsidize the YouTube dreams. I want you to have to hustle. And my son is very interested in comedy right now too. And it's because he's on YouTube and YouTube is so much comedy. Yeah. And I'm part of me is just like, Oh, don't do it. He's like talking about open mics. And I was like, don't, don't choose this path. If you don't have to son, don't do it. <laughs> don't. Is but, it something like, are they allowed on social media in general? My kids have no social media. They have none. none That's media. impressive. No, my kids are not on social Good media. Good for you guys. Yeah. The, um, my son got a phone. The rule is you get a phone, uh, an iPhone when you start high school. That's okay. what, yeah. Because we held off on that for a variety of reasons, but high school was that tipping point where you would... Going into freshman year already is terrifying. Yep. And if you you it puts you in a weird social thing too. Like any every kid has a phone mm-hmm. and they have these they have like other phones that you can get like that don't have internet and don't have apps and don't have social media, but you can call and text them and the basic things that you want. And so our kids before high school have one of those. So I can text them and call them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, if you get them an iPhone, there's no way you can monitor that they don't just no, download and make every time. It's That's the thing. Every time I go into Verizon or whatever, they'll, I'm like, hey, set up this stupid phone for me, this like old one. They're like, you know, you can have phone monitoring apps on iPhone. I was like, do you think a high schooler can't find their way around it? Yeah, they'll figure it out. A high schooler is the cutting edge of technology. <laughs> <laughs> they're better than anybody at the CIA. They can crack the code. They can get the new codes if they want it. Yeah, they, you know, but they don't. They just want to get on TikTok. <laughs> so, my, but as far as I know, uh, my son is not. We have like, um, I know this is going to sound very controlling to some people, but we do have like some phone monitoring apps that send us alerts mm-hmm. of like, you know, they go to certain websites or they watch certain things or and it, if anything, it's like a little on the overprotective side. And you, we we talk a lot about. It's so it's the crazy. I know this is not what this podcast is. No, about, no, but this it is, is very interesting. To it me is the craziest thing in the like the hardest thing that is like the challenge for modern parents. Yeah. When is the Internet and because we I say to my son all the time, like your brain, it's just like your stomach. If You put crap into it like it's going to feel crappy. It's going to be crappy. It's going to yeah. produce crappy results for you. And scrolling TikTok or just watching trash or, you know, whatever it may be, mm. uh, it's 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 just going to produce a bad result for you. But it's it's very hard. You hand a 15 year old and the height of puberty, the most addictive thing in the history of humanity yeah. and go, hey. Have some self-control here. Right. Well, it always changes because like when I was in high school, that's when texting just started to be a thing. Right. Be popular. Right. And it, it wasn't unlimited. 
Right. So I right, remember right. like <laughs> I remember as a kid like begging my parents like can I get unlimited texting right. because I was like everyone's texting now uh-huh. and I'm going to text my friends right. and it's going to cost you way more money and I remember like fighting them on right. it and they were like why do you have to text? Right. Just call them. Uh-huh. And I'm like cuz you're around. That's why like <laughs> you're always here. So I can't actually talk to them uh, yeah, how exactly. I want to talk to no, them. No, no, no. I need this to be quiet. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, this yeah. is me having privacy. <laughs> like, this is the equivalent of me shutting the door. Right. I don't want you to hear this. But the version before that was Instant Messenger. Yeah. And our family computer was it, like in the kitchen. In the kitchen. So it was always looked over my shoulder. Yep. So it was this thing of like yeah. it's like okay, at what point do you trust me to just like communicate with my friends? Yeah. And whatnot and not have you it's covering that's and and that's that's exactly it you want to ideally like i've said to my son a lot of times like you have you have to figure out how to manage this for yourself right you're almost 16 like you're gonna you know like he's 15 and a half like you i cannot do all of this for you you have to find out like like we I, I, to me health is the, the the comparison just like you have to learn to eat healthy you have to learn to exercise you have to learn to have good study habits i yeah. can't tell you to do these things and not do these mm-hmm. things constantly and uh and then you and then you just like oh, i hope it works out at least i have three of them so maybe one of them will work out yeah. i don't know <laughs> but it's also I, I think the hardest part would be you want them to be social with their friends and yes. not feel excluded yeah and so it's kind of this, I don't know if you talk to the other parents, like, hey, are your kids on X, Y, Z? When yeah. are you giving a phone? Like, I, I've heard of, yeah. I used to babysit this kid and it was like the parents were at packed. Right. But it was right. like, none of us are getting them phones yet. Right. Like, right, it was, right. we know once one person breaks, yeah. all the rest yeah. of us are going to yeah, feel it's pressure like, to it's do like it. It's like a, like a battle holding up the shields. Don't yeah. break the line. I, literally, though. Don't let them in. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh, there was some sense of that. But then I think. You have all these ideas and then your kid is in high school and you remember the thing about when your kid gets to high school, you're like, dude, I remember what high school feels like. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what third grade felt like. I remember stories and the thing. I remember exactly what high, I remember exactly what the first day of high school felt like. Yeah. And your only thing is you're like, I just want to blend in. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stand out. I don't want to. I just want to feel normal and not feel weird. And kids are on their phones so much that they look at each other's phones and yeah. like, what phone do you have? And, you know, he had a phone that he got made fun of for in middle school. And I'm like, you know what? You're at the top of middle school anyways. You're cool. This is <laughs> this is good as it gets for you. You can have a crappy phone. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, be funny about it. Downplay. It. Blame me. You know, like that. I mean, it is your fault. So. It's 100 percent my fault. But <laughs> I've noticed in parenting, I think this is true of a lot of like life in general. But like there are I, I like to be somewhere in the middle of the extremes. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are the people who are like, yeah, get your kid. They don't let them, you know, they don't let them on all the social media. So, you know, they're going to find it eventually anyways. And then there's the other one who's like, absolutely not. No iPhone. No nothing. I was like, I think the answer is probably somewhere in the middle of yeah. giving them the phone with some tools, with some limitations, you know, but wait till a certain age before they can have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, and it's funny because it's like you're not even like a dirty comedian by any means. No. And it's funny that if someone heard a comedian being like, I don't want them on socials, they probably go, oh, you don't want them to look up your stuff. And you're like, my stuff's actually my fine. Stu- yeah, no, no, no. He, that's, uh, if anything, I'm the reason he hates clean comedy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he's like, Dad, have you heard of Cat Williams? I'm like, yeah. Oh, no, no, <laughs> you went straight to Cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was recommended to me on YouTube. Yeah, I really thought maybe you would ease into this with some Gaffigan or something, but you know, it is, it, and that is like, even that when it comes to like recommending comedy to your kids, like you're still 
I'm like, I'm a professional stand-up comedian. This is what mm-hmm. I do. And I'm like established in our world. Like I'm like, he'll be like, watch, he'll send me a, a he'll send me like videos of comics that we know. Yeah. I'm like, these are my peers. <laughs> or these are my friends. And but if I recommend someone to him, he'd be like, I don't really like him. I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm gonna have to do the opposite. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have to start sending him dirty clips. Yeah. I'm gonna just like sending him the worst filth. And then maybe he'll turn on that. And You're like, like, I love this bit. He's like, Dad, have you ever heard of Brian Regan? He's like, Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Only Brian Regan tell after college. Which Brian is my favorite special of all time. Which one? I walked on the moon. Oh. It's probably my number one. Really? It, I, of just like any comic, wow. yeah. Wow. It's just it just holds up. It does, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's it, I, I, I mean, mean, even his first CD, I quote, but there's no film of that. Exactly. So Brian Regan. So isn't that crazy? Like he got built up off a CD. I know that CD got passed around. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And then my family was one of the families that would see him every year when oh, he came to town. That's awesome. He actually and used to vacation in my that hometown. That smut and that filth that you put out every oh, night. Yeah, you you've know. disappointed your parents and Brian. I know. I wanted to be Brian Regan when I started. I, we all did. I know. Yeah. It's, it's so hard, though. It's very, very hard. <laughs> I just want to be maybe the greatest comedian of all time. Yeah. Why is that too much to ask? I know. But uh, I was going to say one good thing, though, I think about your kids not having phones is I feel like it makes them more accountable as people of, I feel like the convenience of phones is so easy to just like cancel change plans, right. not show up when you said you sure. were going to show up. Yeah. Like where it used to be like, I almost canceled this podcast 30 times today because I have a phone. <laughs> oh gosh, it was just so, she would be so understanding. I took her to a random free concert last night. I'm in the positive here. I yeah. could do this. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's so easy to change your plan. Yes. And I deal with that, like, even just in dating of, like, people being flaky. If you're like, yeah, we're supposed to meet this this day. Yeah. This time. Yeah. All and right. And then it's just, yeah, you don't have to, I don't know, what you have to, you had to do a phone call back in the day. And just, yeah, and you had to have your parents call each other, yeah. even. <laughs> like, it's like, is your mom picking up or dropping off? Yeah. Like, I remember that whole I remember fiasco. how hard it used to be to, like, in, like, middle school, like, pre, like, if you wanted to, I remember trying to plan a basketball game. Yeah. And you just be like, hey, man, you just start, you just started calling. You just started making calls. Hey, man, Silver Lake Elementary, four o'clock. And you call these three people and you, and then you just got there and saw who came. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be 50 people and sometimes just be you and the original caller. Yeah. And if you weren't invited, you weren't sad about it immediately. No, no, no. You'd be sad in school when you heard about it. Well, there was always an excuse, though. There was always like the line was busy. I tried calling. The line was busy. Hilarious. Your mom's on the phone all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, true, though. Now, when someone texts you, someone's like, oh, I didn't see your text. You're like, no, you didn't respond to my text. Yeah, and that's fine. That's we all know. I know you saw it. Uh-huh. You to tell me you weren't on your phone for 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Mm-hmm. I see your Instagram stories. Oh, yeah, I know. But just the, the being left out was just so I remember even in college, it would feel different. Of right. Like suddenly Facebook was a thing. Yeah. And there'd be a whole album uploaded from a party. Right. And there were two versions of being left out of I wasn't invited to the party. Yeah. The other version was I was there. There's not one fucking photo. <laughs> <laughs> like infuriating to be like you took a hundred photos that's hilarious I wasn't asked to be in yeah. one I was there yeah. I'm fun <laughs> I was having a good time <laughs> you know my son does talk about how he's like yeah dad it's like really important like that you have like good text game and I was like oh my god oh my god Te- about wait like with relationship girls? with girls yeah it's like, oh text game great. is so and I love he is not wrong and I love that's exactly that's my my son my six, almost 16-year-old son and Taylor Tomlinson are my connection to the modern world of dating. <laughs> <laughs> They're the two youth in my life. And I every time I just I just smile. I was like, what a relief. 
He, yeah. Like, because, uh, but with like, as the dad to the kid, you have to have good meme game. Parenting a teen is so easy because I I have great meme game. Yeah. I can send funny memes all day long. You know, it's easy. It's super fun. But he's like, yeah, you gotta like, you just you gotta be like real chill about it. And when you text back, and when you don't, I was like, this sounds exhausting. Oh, this is this is classic. Yeah, you young should have game. my son on the pod. I know. Well, <laughs> he's more relatable. <laughs> well, it's just so funny. I remember going through that. Yeah. Like in college, everything, Facebook messaging, whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. I have no connection to that other. No, that's not true. That's not entirely true because I would. Their instant messenger was a thing. AOL instant okay. messenger. That was. You would log on and you would just be like, oh man. I mean, Melissa's handle was Cheermel because she was a cheerleader when she started it. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. And mine was BuffyFan134 because I went through <laughs> a big Sarah Michelle Geller face. <laughs> Like any proper middle school boy of the early 2000s should. You either you were either Sarah oh, Michelle Geller or Jennifer Love Hewitt. Those were your yeah, choices. Yeah, those were the two the, Oh my gosh, yeah. unbelievable! I was like, you know, dealer's choice. But that's um, so funny. But you did have to be good at that. But you know, that's a, that was a different thing. Chat, well, I was gonna, I was going to say any married person I've talked to, even that you know, quote dated in more modern times of the text more game. More modern times. I don't know how to say Dustin this. Dustin from ancient times. <laughs> I mean, you got married at nineteen. Me and my wife met in the Renaissance period. <laughs> Well, I mean, I forgot to say this. You've been married almost 20 years. Yes, we got married so. during the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. But what's so funny is any married person I talk to, they're like, oh, yeah, all that text game that counts in the beginning. They're like, then you get married. They're like, you want to see my text with my husband? Read them. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this, the- is, this is a bit that I do right now on stage. If somebody asked me if I was like, they'll be like, do you like somebody asked me if we send nudes? And I was like, hey, <laughs> this syncs with the kid's iPad. They oh. see this. That would ruin that episode of Bubble Guppies. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. It was, you know, and if I like, that's the joke. If like I said, if I send like, if there's any skin in a photo that I send to my wife or vice versa, it's like a picture of a rash. Like, does that yeah. look like it's okay? It's, it's before. It's like, is this worth the doctor? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What the yeah. Text is that getting bigger? Yeah. What color does that look like? I can't see back there. Yeah. You know, so it is. It does. The it's it becomes more of like an instruction manual of just like times and yeah. you know you where you're up? exactly. Mm-hmm. Where you're supposed to be at this time. Not super fun. Uh, okay, so I was going to ask you a few things from your book. Uh-huh. I, I did browse a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so the first chapter very much caught my eye of if you like Fight Club, you'll love marriage. Mm-hmm. And I have Great to ask title. you. I was going to ask you anyway no. before even looking this up. The, the titles are the best part of the book. I They're mean, so good. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I wanted to ask you, what is like one of the most recurring fights that you and your wife have? Right. I mean, so many to choose from. Um, <laughs> it is like fighting. Again, we've been together for 20 years. We've been married 18 years. It is fighting a lot of the time just does feel like reruns. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of new fights. And we know enough about each other that even if it's like a new topic, it comes from the same place. Okay. I say, my, Melissa, my wife has said this genuinely. The majority, she's, I say this genuinely and she is okay with this. The majority of our fights, and I mean 98% of our fights, are started by her because <laughs> she says something mean. That's it. That's what, and that's it. They're all her fault in that sense. Now, no, no, that's an oversimplification. She will verbally throw the first blow okay. every time. All right. Because Melissa, uh, her, uh, if you, her, I'll show it to you. Her, um, so her, her contact in my phone uh, is the um, is the Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. And I took that personally meme oh. because <laughs> Melissa takes 
everything personally. She is never related to anything more than oh. Michael Jordan going, and I took that personally. Whatever it may be. Oh my God. If you chew too loud, if you, uh, you know, if if I get up too late, if I, um, if I say something in the wrong tone, if I don't put something, whatever it may be. Now, mm. a lot of that, I, it's not fair to say that the, 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 the fights are her fault, but a lot of that will come, because so, some of it will come from me not being considerate and understanding. But to her, she will say, that all the time she's like no I, I overreact to so many things but i was like well at least you get that but then mm -hmm. the challenge becomes do i can i in that moment go what she just said is not about me it's it's about her and how she feels and what she's going through melissa's primary desire in this world is to feel understood mm -hmm. that's her driving thing she wants to feel understood which is impossible by the way no one <laughs> no one can ever feel it's like if you're like my big desire is to be respected you're like well how that's unattainable i mean i've taken classes in college on literal communication and yeah one of the biggest things was messages sent never equal messages received right it's never exactly no what each party wants no. or understands you can never fully 100 percent nail it no 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 pitch is thrown completely straight yeah. right like it, this has got some movement on it mm -hmm. and uh a lot of time it hits the batter uh, okay. i don't know if that works uh but you know what i mean uh <laughs> it no i think that that's uh, uh so that that right there which is and i know this is very generic that is the source of all of our reoccurring fights which is something usually pretty um shallow like not like not really a big thing okay happen and then she receives that as personal like i don't i'm not considerate of her i'm not respectful of her i wasn't compassionate and a lot of the times that is right mm -hmm. you know because i was because i was just like doing my own thing or yeah. i wasn't being paying attention to that but a lot the one that probably um happened the most for like the first 10 years of our marriage were like were getting up because like I would sleep later than her mm -hmm. and that she would take as personal as possible, which is totally understandable. Yeah, I now. get it. And, but it's, I also get the comedian of like, right. I was to bed later. Exactly. And now the, now all of that is uh, wake up times are discussed when you go to bed, who's getting oh. up when like it, that, that, that happens every night before we go to bed. Like mm. you're getting up at this time. I'm getting up at this time. You're going to do this when you get in the morning. Like, and like, we'll hit a sweet spot. Like in the, like during school, she'll get up and get the first kid out of school. And then it, I do get to sleep a little later because I'm a freaking stand up comedian, but I'll get up and I'll at least get the youngest kid that, that starts school later. Okay. I'll get her into school. I'll walk her to school. And if I was up to like three, I can go back to sleep, you know, yeah, but right. there's just some, because mornings are so intense as a parent that there just has to be some sense of like, we're doing this together. Not like I roll out of bed at 11 and like that, that, that when someone, when you get up on such different schedules, even just like that, you're like, you'll eat breakfast at 10 and then you guys, you were out and about and she's like, it's noon. I'm hungry. I was like, we just ate. What are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, I've been up since six. You lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of a generic answer, but you get it. No, I was going to guess like, uh, even the quote reacting or taking things personal. Right. Also just with your lifestyle is so like, you'll be gone. Right. And then you come back. And so it's almost like you both have to adjust. And right. it's, it's also this thing of like not wanting to resent you for being gone because right. you're doing what you need to do right. and right. providing for the Re whole family. Yep. Reentry is is harder than the leaving. Reentry yeah. when, when you come home, when I come home. And I think that that's true of a lot of jobs, too, that like that if someone did the primary work house management at home mm -hmm. that day, then the other parent coming home 
And then having to like parent, it'd be like, sometimes it can be clunky because you're like, hey, you don't know what happened all day today. You don't know what we've been doing. You don't know the conversations that we've been having. You Mm -hmm. don't, especially when your kids like have, you know, like real issues that they're dealing with. So if I come home, I say, we say that a lot, like, it's a lot like, like getting into the ocean, not diving into a pool. Like we're just kind of wading in just like, hey, what's going on? How's everybody doing? I'm going to be supportive here. I'll Mm -hmm. like, I'll, I'll go take them out of the house. We'll go play on the trampoline. We'll go do anything like that. But I can't come in and do a lot of like parenting, big P parenting, you know what, like discipline or lecturing, which is a big part of the parenting or, or, you know, it's, I I still have to kind of follow her lead. Uh, Hilarious of, uh, I, I was curious of like when you got married, if there was a type of like Catholics call it pre-cana, you have to like do a little course basically with the priest. Yeah. And they they yeah. push at you with all these questions. And, yeah. And, yeah. And but a lot of times they are like old school and very sexist. Yeah. And one is literally like your husband comes home from like a long day at work. Right. And, right. And had a stressful day. What right. should you do? You take and- off his pants <laughs> and give him what he deserves and thank him for his service to the family. That's what that you do not read that chapter in the book. Oh, well, well, funny. That's an answer to a different question. (laughs) Uh, But the the home from work, it was like, have a hot meal ready on the table. Right, right. And it sounds so sexist and so old school. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever. (laughs) But but what's so funny is I've talked to numerous men on this podcast and all of them are like, there's just something of when I just get home and walk in the door. Right. I just want a moment of peace to decompress right and like literally they're like yeah. let me just chill for like 20 minutes i'll start talking eventually yeah can't and, do it and i think that's more the thing it's not even the, f- yeah. the food it's like just no give them a minute to yeah. like yeah have a second do and i the, feel that way do it in the car stupid don't come <laughs> in the house yet yeah just that's give a yourself a little buffer yeah. your, because i agree that there has to be some amount of decompression but you're like you know who actually needs to decompress the person who's been home all day especially True, in the both. young kids stare like it's different right now because, you know, our kids are older mm-hmm. and they, they're in school. But those toddler years, like, you, there's no decompression moment. Yeah. You have to come in and you have to, like, you're the relief pitcher. You're taking over for this last few hours of the day here. Right. And it's just it can't, like, it really, it, it, it there's so much of that in parenting, particularly parenting of young children where, like, you have to drive now. Yeah. You, I've done most can't of the drive. Can't take an eye off of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to carry your load here. So, but I get it. I get that there is a, that is such an old school thing, but we did have what are, um, like we did like it was called like premarital counseling yeah i'm curious like what the questions were and stuff yeah especially well, like 19 right yeah how am i answering these at like, 19 should you do this no okay we're done here yeah. um no we um actually the the we talk about that in the intro of the book that like our premarital counseling was with this like older couple named gino and Rhea. which makes more sense by the way than yeah. a single priest yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, I'm sure you've sense. got a lot of advice on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Fill uh-huh. me in, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. married to God and he doesn't talk back. So it's right. pretty good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is really, really a, a, the. I mean, it's hard to imagine a worse person for that job. Literally, honestly. like deacons are married. I'm like, at least yeah. get the deacon. Get the to deacons do it. in here. Someone that's in a relationship yeah. of some kind. Someone who's allowed to be in a relationship, yeah. no less. Exactly. So, anyway. yeah, no, we, ours was like an older married couple and we had like a book you were supposed to do and it was like a week into it and we're like this is that they they were like this is stupid let's just have conversations yeah good. and that's what we did like he was like retired coast guard and she like we just like it was like it was just talking to an older married couple and that was actually the tone that we wanted the book to be in which is like this isn't really even advice this is more just like kind of conversations and yeah. so we would like 
we remember so, and we were really young at the time, but we remember so much from that, whether like they, like they talked about how when he, like he would come back from being stationed away, you know, and they're mm. like, yeah, he goes like, we hug the kids and then we don't see the kids for a few days. Huh. Because yeah. we're first. Here. Marriage comes first. Yeah. Marriage comes first. Like stuff like that. Or there was like, he talked about how one of the most important things early on in their marriage was they stopped seeing their families for holidays. Really? And they're like, he goes, it's not a vacation if we see them. It's not. It's not long term. That's very interesting. And I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I 100%. Bold stance to take. Yeah. 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 Well, somebody, Melissa shared that um, with me recently. She, I don't remember who the quote was. She said, like, we, we, you owe more to your kids uh than you do your ancestors mm. you need you need to pour into them yeah that's who you what's you know like th it's great thank you for what you did you poured into me but i don't i don't have to do if it's not like life-giving for the yeah. marriage and the kids then cut that off mm -hmm. it's not it's not what you it's not gonna be it's only gonna hurt you long term yeah. you know now there are exceptions where like i think what it is is what they told us and we do this a lot is like we invite the family into the things we are doing. Right. We yeah. will not go do their things. Yeah. If they're like, hey, we're all going to this place. You're like, is, do we want to do that? Yes or no? And, and and if it works out, great. And if not, you're like, well, you guys can come. Right. Like my dad lives with us. Oh, he like, does? I yeah. didn't know that. And, and that was our compromise there. Of like, hey, we're not trying to like be awful to you. We still, I still love yeah. you. I was raised by a single dad. I'm still grateful for everything that you did for me here. But you, I'm not going to you have to come to us and right. kind of meet our needs and, or at least not meet, meet our needs, but at least mesh with us. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to make a ton of sacrifices. I mean, we do make a sacrifices, but like, particularly when it comes to like time of vacation, like if you have a day job and you get two weeks of vacation a year and you spend a week of that with your family at Christmas, that's not a vacation. Yeah. It's not that's the a waste. same. Yeah. You didn't, yeah. That didn't, that, if anything that added, that's more stressful than work a lot mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. So. I've had that combo of like, I, I still have a day job now, but I didn't for a while. But when I, I did earlier in my place of just being in New York, it's like with Thanksgiving is like the hardest holiday. Right. So like you get one day off. You get Thanksgiving Day. You don't get the day before. Right. So it's like, are you coming home for Thanksgiving? It's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to like leave early right. that morning. I right. don't even get to sleep in. No. Or I leave the night before. Yeah. And it's a big social night where everybody's going out. Like, yeah. And I would always be like, can I go to like just some family in Jersey that's like, a 30 minute drive. Right. Like right. I don't want to make the trek. That. It's nope. not that I don't want to see you and I don't love you. Yeah. But it's like, I got two days off Yeah, and you're going to spend the whole time traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and, and I think the older you get, and especially when you start having like marriage with kids, that was, that was the full quote is you owe more to your offspring than your ancestors. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's a hundred percent right. That, that was like, so my family growing up, we would go to, um, we had like this lake house in rural Oregon, which sounds nice. It wasn't nice. Uh, <laughs> my grandpa, who was kind of the patriarch of the family, was also a terrible human. But he ran underground casinos in the small little rural town, oh, sure. and he it was it was all very funny. He would like they would like uh, they were super illegal, but and like the cops and the judges and stuff would be in the game. So like every like four months, they'd be like, "All right, Jim, gotta shut it down." Yeah. Wink, wink. You know? <laughs> and they would just move the tables to a different location Hilarious. they had set up and they'd be like we got new lighting isn't this nice you know yeah. um so he was like he had a lot of cash and they used that cash but he also as you might imagine had terrible addictions uh -huh. and so yeah. most of that money was gone but my dad built this like lake house for them and our family would get together at our family reunion at that every summer 
And as a kid, that was fun. But mm-hmm. then as an adult, as I started having kids, I was like, this is not good for us. This is a terrible alcoholic redneck affair. <laughs> it's fun for during the day when we're all like playing volleyball or horseshoes or maybe going yeah. out on the water. But at night, things get crazy. And one of the first sacrifices or like the things that we ever did is I told my dad, I was like, we will go, but only if you get us a hotel in town. Mm. We're not going to stay here. We're not going because sleeping on a tent outside of the lake house as, you know, this as fireworks and are being shot out of Budweiser bottles is not an ideal environment for a toddler. Yeah. And that was like a huge first step for us and that. And uh, I'm like, okay, now we're going to start doing this the way that it actually is good for us. No, that's good. And bold. I like it, though. Yeah, it worked out. And now he lives <laughs> with us. So Right. Well, it's, I mean, it almost feels like the rule should be when your kids are super young. It's like people got to come to you. Absolutely. Like, what am, what am I going to get on a plane with the baby? Yeah, I think that like, we Mike. people ask a lot when they're like, where do you like because our kids are getting theoretically, you know, we're our, our you know, our kid, our, our youngest kid will graduate from high school in 10 years. And I don't think we'll be empty nesters because that's loud. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think we'll be empty nesters because, uh, you know, what what modern economy do these kids, they might live with us forever. Yeah, yeah. But by the one graduates high school, the other one just moves back. Exactly. College, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if any of them will have left. So like this generation of kids is not, they have nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so hopefully they like us. But people are like, would you consider moving or where would you go? Where do you want to live? And Mel and I always say, like, we want to be wherever our kids are. We right, like yeah. that. We want to give to them. Mm-hmm. that we want to be like hey we'll be across the street from you guys and if you want to come over great and if you want to drop off your kids great but mm-hmm. you can't you can't move and then be like now come see us wherever we decided to move yeah. we're in my we're in you know we're in florida come down here mm-hmm. like they're like no i have young kids i'm not gonna get on an eight hour flight thank yeah. you mm-hmm. no it's a, my mom since we were growing up was like there's three of us she always was like if you don't want to you know come back to the hometown it's okay She's like, but if you could all kind of end up in the same area, that, that would help us out. Exactly. She's like, because we'll just move. We'll, we'll come be retired to you. Yeah. at some point. And if we'll they, come move down. Exactly. And that's the, the fear is that if they spread out and go to different places, then we'll just have to choose which one's our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Kid and place. Yeah. Or eventually you hit an age where you're like, we can't be making this three-hour drive all the time. Exactly. So it gets hard for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. you know, just sucks, but it's life. Yeah, Absolutely. Do? Uh, okay, so there's one another chapter that really caught my eye, mm-hmm. and it's called "The Baby Is Two Days Old." Is it time to schedule the vasectomy? <laughs> so this first of all intrigued me. Of I know you're you know a religious person, mm-hmm. so I first was like, oh, does Dustin have a had a vasectomy? I have had a vasectomy, yes. Which a lot of religious people are very anti, really any birth control. Yeah, let alone really just anti anything. Yeah, that's just kind of their thing. Yeah, you know how you know how Jesus was like, hey, be known for the things you're against. <laughs> Don't be known for love and being for things. Be known for hate and being against yeah. them, you know. But um, would you say, like, I guess the church you go to, do they say anything I about birth I didn't ask anybody. Uh, you know, we, like, we were, like, kind of your, at least when we first got married, we were kind of in, like, your evangelical light type mm-hmm. church scenarios where they it's you know there's just not as many rules as well i mean there's nothing as many rules as catholic um well it's funny people say that but like i w- grew up going to church every week well whether or not you and, follow them is the different thing but well, catholic have the, they, they were have never the, they were never spoken about oh, right. in this point no, like, they were manner. spoken in latin you just didn't understand yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like i remember i asking my mom about birth control i was like are we not like i heard something from right, someone else and right. i was like we go every week. I do religious every yeah. week. I'm like, no one's sat me down and been like, yeah. we don't believe in abortion. We don't believe in birth. Like, none of it has ever been said. Yeah. And I was like, it's this unwritten 
like quiet yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that I I never I didn't pick up on a lot of that stuff because I wasn't raised in it. And yeah. so I didn't know a lot of the unspoken rules mm -hmm. and we've just never. And also one of the things that I care, or I like the most about Melissa is like, she does not care what other people think. That's my favorite attribute of her. She just could not care less yeah. what you think about her. Whereas I'm, you know, crippled by the need to be loved. <laughs> and she, that's why you're on stage and she's on exactly. Stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't start <laughs> fights. True. You know, because I'm like, if you're happy, I'm happy. Mm. And, you know, and I'm usually when she starts to fight, my response is like, are you mad at me? Where did that come from? Yeah. I'm not even upset about what we're fighting about. I'm just upset that she's upset, you're right. you know, which hers is healthier, by the way, that you actually work <laughs> through that stuff. But but one of the things also is Melissa is very like um, she's just very like strong. She's very like she she if some church person tells her a rule, she'll go, I don't know. You yeah, know, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, uh, you know, like she has many, many great qualities, and that is one of them. And and so we were like, oh, I don't know, maybe because we had heard kind of some of those things, like, oh, I don't know, are you going to vasectomy yeah. or birth control? And we're like, what's the surest way that we won't have another kid? Vasectomy? Snip, snip. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> one and done. Yeah. Well, we had, exactly. Mel, like, we did one. That that's the joke. Is like we. Mel wanted to have four kids and then the third pregnancy happened and she's like, you know what? We're good. Like, uh, yeah. can we, let's just mm -hmm. schedule this, yeah. this, do it now and get this on the books. Like yeah. she was still recovering from her pregnancy when I got my vasectomy, <laughs> you know, that's actually the, the highest time you have the chance to get pregnant though. Exactly. It's yeah, right yeah, after yeah. you were pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so she's smart. She's a smart very, woman. Very smart. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I can't take time off for this. So my, <laughs> there was like, I took like a day off and you're supposed to take a couple days. So I worked at, I was working at the rec center at the time and I had my like vasectomy on a Thursday afternoon, not even Thursday morning. And then I had Friday off and you're really not supposed to do anything for like a few days. Yeah, I would assume. And we had this like big event at the rec center that I just like that I was running this huge and I was just it, people knew. They were like, is Dustin hurt? And then kind of around the middle of it, if they saw me like limping around the gym most of the day, That's they're crazy. like, oh, I think Dustin might have. <laughs> 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 and I didn't tell anybody, but it was that Hilarious. obvious. I was like, and it, as you know, as the day went on longer, I was just like, <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep sitting down on the stool, not on the stool. No. Uh, but it was, I don't know, it was interesting. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, we got to wrap kind of soon. Uh, what are the conversations that you typically have with your children about? dating and specifically like sex right is it more up to them what they choose to follow or believe right or? i think a lot of what you do it, i i'm i'm this is the premise of the book is that I never spoke, speak generally about marriage. I only speak yeah. about ours. And I would say the same of parenting that we know that a lot of what we teach them is our life, right? Mm -hmm. So it's what they see and they know, like they know that we waited that well at least the oldest does i think the middle does at this point too like you know she's a girl she figured it out she's she started her period she's boys yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all that you know it's, it's all happening we're getting there yeah it's very exciting i didn't even know mel just told me like two months later oh really yeah and i was like you and gloria have been fighting a lot she's like yeah we synced and i was like oh no <laughs> you got married young i didn't have to worry about sinking with my mom yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah your mom was like oh so we haven't had a period yeah. in this house in a while oh my it, god it's been a minute yeah i know like i i got my period a couple times and she'd be like gone and she didn't have stuff yeah and i'd be like oh, 
dad. No, no. Melissa uh, recently started hers too. We know. Hilarious. <laughs> no, it, uh, it was, yeah. So we do kind of like know the, we, we know our life teachers and we, they know about our lives, but mm -hmm. we, we do, um, they also know that we met in high school, so we can't be like no dating in high school. Yeah. So the conversations that we have, like when they're young, young, you do have, like when they're young, young, and they start asking where babies come from, you go like, like it's a little bit of mom and a little bit of dad, you know, oh, really? like little stuff like that that you like that we used, and and they, you know, they they're not looking for the answers. No, they're no, eight, no, when you're that young, they're not like I'm not looking for the origin yeah. of this species here. So you just gotta tell them before the sex ed comes into play, right. In school, because, exactly, because there's always that kid that's like, what. What? what? Huh? What's what? What? And and, 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 and all the other kids are just giggling like, oh, this dude don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. your parents just didn't I know. tell you anything. In eighth grade, I remember in health class in eighth grade, like they put a condom on the cucumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I remember also about that is they <laughs> for whatever reason are uh we had this male uh high like health teacher and his job was sex ed, and when we were in eighth grade and he got some very cute ninth grade girls to do that exercise no. and i'm like 15 like oh, oh my I god i can't be watching this i'm in the middle of a school day <laughs> watching this girl put a condom on a cucumber and i was like this is this is better than any porn i've ever seen yeah. this is like what is happening i can't I was, believe i'm at school right now i was like did he think this will get them to pay attention you know i was, get some cute ninth it graders it absolutely did i'm like this can't be legal no 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 i left kids. i left his name out of this for a reason this is like, there's got to be a video or something oh like my god this i mean i'm partly like genius but so messed up it was very time. effective yeah yeah I, never, I was like that i remember i never looked at danica the we same. would be separated yeah uh but then the condom demonstration weirdly was you your parents got to choose if they wanted you to see it right and i remember right, like right, my right. brother went to it but i didn't go oh, to it and my mom was kind of like well she doesn't she doesn't need to need know, to know that like that's the yeah. man's job and yeah. then fast forward to adulthood uh <laughs> a lot of these men don't know let me tell you they have no idea <laughs> well i got a health teacher i can recommend yeah, for him yeah, that yeah. he might be able to do the i got a sister that could do it exactly so i'll ask her <laughs> the uh so we've done some conversations about that but you know it's you don't get like graphic about it and stuff you know what's funny is they um we have like talked a little bit about it and had some you know kind of I've, I've really like maybe like two years ago, I was like on a like a road trip just with my son and we did like it was kind of like, hey, just want to let you know this door is always open. Yeah. Like, right. This is where babies come from. This is how they're made. A man and a woman have sex. This is what this is. You don't need, you know, and um, just and and we also talked a lot about porn. Like, like we're yeah. just like, hey, you know, you, I don't even want to attach a morality to this or not. I try and avoid this at your age. Yeah. You're not, this is too much. This yeah. is you, you're, you're 13, 14, 15. It's just not, it's too much. Right. Yeah, like, I would just tell them it's not real. It's not real. It's yeah, not yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never like that. Yeah, it's, exactly. And that's what, yeah. you know, we've talked about too. Of It's just like, that's, that's all fake. That's fan that none of that is real. And also like, but more important, you don't ever, the big thing that you don't want them to do is like, is to feel like that they, they're doing something that they're going to get in trouble for. You want them to feel yeah. like they have a conversation. So you have just a million of those little things as a parent anymore. Like you have, we have safe words with our kids that if they're at a party, they can text us a thing. Right. And if then we know we come and pick them up no matter yeah. what. And we take the fall for it, you know, stuff yeah, like no that. No questions asked. And no questions asked. Yeah. 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 Like, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, we'll, we're, we'll fall on the sword. We're making you leave the party. You can even act like you hate us while we yeah. do it. You know, there's. 
there's a lot of, there's <laughs> kicking a, and screaming exactly. and drag them out <laughs> and and yeah but it's smart we yeah we uh so we 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 do our best you know what i was gonna say what's funny is there is a sex chapter in that book and oh. and it's and we i my kids asked if they could read the book and i was like no mm. because there's one chapter uh guess what chapter they only read oh that one. even my 12 year old and she's like yeah my 12 year old girl looked at me in the eyes she's like great sex expectations that's what the chapter is called and i was like <laughs> oh my god is there a rafter i can oh hang my myself god. from <laughs> this is so uncomfortable <laughs> i don't think i've ever felt more uncomfortable than my 12 year old making this no telling me that she knows about my sexual history like oh i told hilarious. you not to read the book hilarious but actually it did make me i was like well that actually saved me a lot of time because yeah. you know in written form you know True. it actually probably seems pretty elegant she just like left you notes she's like i, I left some notes yeah. in there you want you want to go look back <sighs> yeah <laughs> it, it is a little bit probably like finding like your old parents journal yeah. you know I don't know, but it's like, uh, I mean, the thing with so many people I know that come from religious families, like, I mean, Taylor's an example, uh, but so many comics that then they themselves are not even just the level of religious, right. regardless of like whatever expectations there right, are and whatnot. Right. But then like their families almost like just stop talking to them and kind right. of disown them in this way. And it's such a weird, yeah. like, I understand it's hard of like, you want people to believe what you want to believe mm -hmm. or you feel like we raised you this way yeah but it's just it is crazy to just i don't know i think about that whole like how some parents could just fully shut the door on their kids right and i don't i can't wrap my head around yeah it. i think that 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 version of religion is is particularly within like evangelicalism they're paying that toll now yeah and that the um, you know the 80s culture wars of Jerry Falwell and Ronald Reagan coming together and saying, we will win the culture, right? Mm -hmm. We're, these are our political stances. These are our, the things that we stand for, the things that we're for or for against. And it, the most important thing is that your kids believe this. That is, it, you even saying that out loud, you go, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah and now they're paying the cost that none of them do. I mean, very right. few of the kids who are raised in that hold on to it. The majority mm -hmm. of kids raised in the church leave the church. They don't want anything to do with it because it was, you know, it was just shoved down their throat. And I think that that's part of the reason that Mel and I still would call ourselves Christians is because a she never listened to anything anyone told her anyway, <laughs> and and I was not raised in it. It was more yeah. of a choice. It mm -hmm. was more of like I'm taking the parts of this that I like. And I yeah. won't let you tell me what it is and what it isn't well, because which, that's just your version of it anyways. Which is what I think most people are doing in religion. They right. just act like they're not. Right, right. But like, really, we're all kind of picking and choosing. Yeah, yeah. You I, know, I'm Catholic. I like I was raised Catholic. Right. I don't consider myself an active practicing Catholic. Right. Like, I don't go to church, but I still give something up for Lent every year. Right, yeah. It's just like a tradition yeah. that I yeah. do. Just and great. that's something I do. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, like, I think that like, so I went to, I studied religion in school, but I wasn't a, like a Christian college, I went to the University of Washington. And it was just, there is an element of where it just is so beneficial to get outside whatever little bubble you were raised mm. in and go, this is what it looks like for you. This is what it looked at like this time in history. This is, I mean, the idea is, I, the funniest thing in the world to me is like modern evangelicals dying on these certain hills. You're like, yeah. you realize that even in the scope of an evangel even the idea of a Protestant Christian, that's 500 years old. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not old. For the fifth, first 15, well, the first 1,200 after Constantine, we were all Catholics. Yeah. That's all we had, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a Catholic and Christian were the exact same thing. So it is like, it's so arrogant to be like, 
what I believe is right. It's the only time in history that we've all believed these exact same things. But thank God that he put me in the right time in history, in the right geography, in the right church. And I know the right things about everybody. And so yeah. uh, as soon as I, when you start shedding that idea, it's very freeing. And so oh, yeah. you can still be, I think, one of the big knocks of people of faith and Christians in particular, is that they are not, not that they're not open-minded, it's that they're not critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. And if you just are given, and if you just accept everything that's given to you, you're like, yeah, you're not a free thinker. You can't, yeah. you don't, you don't think on your own here. Right. Yeah. It's, I, weirdly, I just had flashbacks though of you being like Christians versus Catholics of, I went to camp growing up and it yeah. was like just a one week camp yeah. every summer. And it was technically a Christian camp. Uh-huh. But like I didn't know that. It's like the brochure is like yeah. paintball, yeah. horses, yeah. friggin', you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got to shoot a BB gun. Oh, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. What a fun town, ta- you know. It was co-ed. I was yeah. like, oh, it'd be that's boys. what comedy festivals are now. Literally, yeah, that's what Big Sky is. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you get to shoot guns going on a four runner. Yeah. Like, did you guys not go to church youth group oh, camp? Yeah. That's what we did. I know, and they had like rock climbing town, yeah. like whatever, all this cool yeah. stuff, right? And like, so my parents aren't like. By the way, this is a Christian thing. I have no idea, but I just go. I'm having right. a good time, right. and I'll never forget. Like the first day, we like we we're in this thing, and it's. And it's it's very pews, but yeah. there's no like cross or anything, so you can't tell yeah, it's like a chapel. Yeah. And it's like some guys up there like talking. They're just, yeah. like talking for a while. And then like people start singing a song, and I'm a little like, this kind of feels like church. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, what is what's happening? And then you think you're done. And then it was like, oh, we have to we have to do this every night. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. hilarious. Of- and they're like, "You're praying to Jesus's mom." Yeah. What? <laughs> what are those beads? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I know, but I just I'll never forget like people being like, "Yeah, I'm Christian." I was like, "Oh, me too. I'm Catholic." And they'd look at me and go, "No, you're not." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What are you? We're yeah. under the branch." Because I learned like in school, I was like, you know, yeah. Christianity's the branch, and I'm one of the branches. Yeah. They were like, "No, no." They just no, look no, at me no. and go, no. "Evangelicals, uh, they love to tell you that you're not Christian." It's like their favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, I got an argument with my counselor. Yeah. Because she was like, well, no, you get into heaven if you're Christian. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm cat. That doesn't count. Yeah. No. I'm like eight. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't get to go in? Yeah. They I take, go to church. They're like, mm, wrong church. They, yeah. They take that <laughs> narrow path verse very literally. Yeah. You know, it comes from such arrogance, though. That's why oh. it's so off putting. You're like, oh, you checked all the boxes. Good yeah. job. I know. Yeah. But my mom picked me up because, you know, there's no phones. I'm just gone a week to yeah. get picked up. And they're like, how'd it go? I was like, well, I argued with my counselor. She's like, what? Yeah, You're, I was like, she said I wasn't getting in heaven. And I yeah. told her I got two friends that are Muslim that are really nice. Yeah, and I had two Jewish friends. Yeah, I was like, and they don't, they don't get in either. Right, I was like I don't believe it. Yeah, like, no, it's you're crap. like the horse was fun, but I'm going to hell. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm taking a horse bike ride to hell. Yeah, man, I remember like being in my bunk at night, being like, um, uh, like she told me there was like yeah. some not confession, but it was like something like that. That you have to like. Sinner's prayer? Literally state to God yes, of like, I am prayer. your person or whatever. Uh-huh. And I remember being yeah, in my bunk being like, in your just heart. in my head like, hey God, um, it's me. <laughs> uh, never really done this, <laughs> but uh, so I heard fun. I got I to gotta officially tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally like a scared kid in your you'd bunk. Have a, you had to have a DTR with Jesus. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are we at, Lord? Yeah, just want you to know, we're exclusive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not seeing anybody else, so. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. You're pretty hip. You know DTR. Yeah. You're pretty good. Is that still a thing? I mean, that it was is. a thing when I was a kid it was dtr yeah, yeah. wow that's that's we're not OG. that we're not that i thought dtr is a new how old are you i'm 31 we're seven years apart six years apart but you said as a kid you make it sound like i'm a just <laughs> a dinosaur well you've lived you've lived a dinosaur life yeah. compared to me you got you, three children you're so mad you're mad at me that i voted for nixon you're furious <laughs> at me no, I, uh, no, DTR, I, I think we started using that around high school. When I say kid, I mean high schoolish. No, but I'm saying that's, 
That still is before I ever heard the term. Well, I was older than you. We I, were actually yeah, defining know. relationships. DTR. And for me, a DTR was proposing to my wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, was there exclusive At back then? prom. No. <laughs> <laughs> we did 13, 14, 14 months after we went to prom together. We got married. It was that's like crazy. second prom. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, you're like, that's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else, like yeah. I'm, every wedding I go to, I like pick yeah. things I want and don't. And you guys, yeah. it was just prom. Yeah. You yeah, were like, yeah. you were like, all right, this DJ's pretty good. We'll hire him. And, uh, <laughs> we like him. No, no, it's like, this venue, Can venue, you wear the same dress? Yeah, this venue fits 200. Good size. <laughs> we'll just have it here. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Hilarious if like your guests also just wore their prom dresses. Yeah. 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 They're like, we're keeping it going here. Yeah. 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 We didn't, yeah we, out of it. we didn't even serve alcohol at our wedding because we were children. We were like, well, if we can't have it, nobody can. Yeah. 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 I'm not paying for it for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. But our cool family members gave us booze. Oh, like oh, they put it that? in the car and stuff. You're That's like, you're great. just trying to get us arrested on our wedding <laughs> night. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, you could fight in war, but you can't can't have a drink. But you know, oh, hot we political we get take into that. there. Look oh at that. my god, Erica! Look <laughs> at that. It's crazy. It's crazy. I could get married, but I can't can't have can't have any booze. <laughs> I could carry a gun, but not a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> Believable. True. Uh. All right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much all the questions I had today. I didn't know Sweet. if there's anything I missed that you wanted to share with the fans. No. Other than this book, how to Can be married to Melissa. We talk about my vasectomy more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did we get we got we got personal enough? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think so. We got into the nitty gritty. Yeah. But uh, guys, obviously. Uh, Look into Dustin's book, How to Be Married to Melissa. You can buy it at Amazon, wherever you buy books. Uh, and check out his YouTube special. It's free. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's called Overwhelmed. Just search him. Dustin Nickerson. That's N-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N. And he's on Instagram and TikTok at Dustin Nickerson. TikTok at Dustin Nickerson Comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can follow us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. And I'm Sperica, S-P-E-R-I-C-A-A. And stay tuned for a Patreon preview coming up next. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having so me. Super fun. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. I feel like it kind of was the same thing as telling friends that I always felt like the minute you say I'm I've been seeing someone or I've been dating someone is like the minute it ends, which probably just goes to show. Yeah, that person knew the whole time they didn't want to really be with me, but it was like they would be with me as long as I wasn't telling anyone. And then the minute you tell one friend, they're like, oh, no, I've been found out, (laughs) you know? Anyway, but it was so funny of like, they brought this up and I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I'm at a point in my life. It's like, listen, I'm only calling some of my boyfriend if I feel like there really could be a real future there. I was like, and I'm going to be posting him like immediately. They were like, you're not going to soft launch. I was like, I'm not soft launching shit. Okay. You with me? You're on the gram. Period. Because I said to them, yeah, if I post a guy, even if it's just in my story and he gets weird about it, I'm like, that tells me exactly what I need to know. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot for just five bucks a month. You can get an extra episode a week of all the behind the scenes content and we'll answer all your questions directly over there. You get the real juice, you get the real scoop and you get a say in who we have on the show and what we talk about on the show. Patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot.